May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be always acceptable to you, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. So the last time I spoke to you uh, all was, was back in May. Uh, and here we are a little over two months later and nothing has changed. I'm still speaking to you from my house um, and you all are listening to me from your home. Um, and while much has stayed the same, so much has also happened. Our country has been rocked by protests all across the country, calling for justice uh, and equal treatment under the law for people of color. And as of this writing, federal agents have been sent into cities, uh, elevating the fear and the violence in those places. And over the last two months, we have watched as this pandemic has been politicized and masks have become a polarizing cultural issue. We've seen Arizona become a hotspot for the coronavirus. The numbers and the death toll staggering, mind-numbing and, and heartbreaking. State after state succumbing, impacting all of our lives. Our teachers and our children's lives upended. And this virus, it's keeping us from our friends and our families and our church. And if that isn't enough, many in our country and in our community have lost their jobs, uh, lost their business, and are struggling to pay the rent and to feed their families. So I don't know about you, but some days it's, it's really hard to find the good news in this world right now. And so I'll admit that I approached having to write a sermon uh, with a great deal of trepidation. And then I remembered a friend of mine from a number of years ago who would tell wonderful stories of redemption and love, lives that were lost and found. And she finished these stories by saying, the gospel of the Lord. Ordinary stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. And the good news is still out there. I, I think I just haven't been looking for it. Today's gospel lesson is the well-known story of the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. It's a story that is so important that it is the only miracle story that's in all four Gospels. And it's so important that two of the Gospels, actually, it's in twice. So the facts may differ a little bit from Gospel to Gospel, but they're all, they're basically the same. And clearly, it was a story that was so important to the early church that they felt it needed to be told six times. So there must be something that we need to hear still today. I need to hear still today. And what struck me reading today's gospel was that it tells a story 
a story that is literally brimming with hope and abundance. Even though it is taking place in a world where the crowds that gathered to hear Jesus were, they were living in an occupied country under the domination of Roman soldiers. Their lives and their very existence of absolutely no account to the ruling elite. And John the Baptist had just been beheaded for the entertainment of Herod and his guests. The large crowds had followed Jesus into the wilderness. He was tired, he was weary, and he was sad. It was late. The disciples only had a, a few loaves of bread and some fish, barely enough for themselves, let alone for this huge crowd. The disciples urged Jesus to, to send them away. And Jesus looked out over the crowds and had compassion and said, they don't need to go away. Jesus may have been tired and he may have been weary and he may have needed to be alone, but he saw that many in the crowd were also tired, weary, sick, sad, and hungry. And he said, you give them something to eat. Can you imagine the look on the disciples' faces when he said that? You give them something to eat. And they replied, we have nothing here but five loaves of bread and two fishes. Tell them to bring the food to me. Bring it here to me. And he blessed it. And he broke the bread. And he gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowd. The thing is, is where the disciples saw scarcity, Jesus saw abundance. All ate. All were filled. The abundance was so great that there were 12 baskets full of leftovers. And here is where we get hung up on, how did that happen? Did the baskets just keep refilling themselves? Was this a manna from heaven kind of miracle? Personally, I have always assumed that no reasonable woman would set out on a journey with kids without bringing enough food for them to eat. And so thanks to the moms who had the foresight and their willingness to share, there was enough for everyone. But perhaps how it happened isn't what is important in the story. The biblical scholar, John Dominic Croson, argues that this isn't a miracle story at all, but it's a parable. A parable about how we see the world. Is there enough to go around or not? Is there scarcity or is there abundance? What does it mean? to share this world that God has given to us so freely with those who look different from us or of different faiths or cultures. 
at the heart of the story, Jesus is asking us, what kind of people are you? What kind of people are you going to be? Those who are willing to share all the bounty of this world? Or those who want to hold on and hoard God's abundance from those who don't fit into our worldview? You give them something to eat. And Jesus is still saying those words to us today just as clearly as he said them all those years ago. There's a hungry world out there, and it is our responsibility to do what we can to feed them. It's a hunger that is both spiritual and physical. And though it may look like there is not enough for everyone, God has provided enough for every man, woman, and child on earth. It just depends on how we choose to divide it up. What kind of people are we? What kind of people do we choose to be? People in this cathedral have heard the call and have generously been donating needed pantry items for the most vulnerable families in our neighborhood. Last week, I got to share some of the bounty uh, that you have given at Garfield. One little girl was clutching her goldfish crackers and a little boy with this box of Pop-Tarts, both with huge smiles on their face. And the mother saying over and over, bless you, bless you. Bless you, all of you, for your loving generosity. I got a phone call out of the blue. I just want to do something for a couple of kids. Do they need computers? Do they need eyeglasses? And then there's kids who are buying shoes for the kids in our community whose families are having a hard time just putting food on their table. And the week before, when bringing food to an older gentleman, he smiled and he thanked us and immediately rushed out, knocked on his neighbor's door to share from his abundance. That is the miracle. That is the good news. And that is what gives me hope and what I need to hold on to when this world seems so very bleak. These acts of faith and hope and love. When we share our lives in the abundance of this world with one another, Jesus takes the bread, he breaks it, and he blesses it. Then sharing what is surely not enough, and then dares us to offer it to others. Just like on that day, taking the bread and breaking it and sharing with all who hunger. And he is calling us to do the same with our lives to take the blessings that God has given us, break them open, and share those blessings with joy and with love with everyone, everywhere. Amen.